Have you ever flipped through a promotional item catalog wondering which of the 300 different pens were the right choice, or if you should even buy a pen at all? This week, my guest, Dean Capsalis, shares his three-step process for finding the perfect promotional item. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about stuff, lots of stuff, branded stuff, and how you decide when it's time to invest in stuff, what you should buy. My guest, Dean Capsalis, is the founder of a company called Fuel Merchandise, and this is his area of expertise. Hello, Dean. Hi, Lorraine. How are you? I'm great. I am so glad you could spend a little time with me today. Well, thanks for having me, Lorraine. It's a pleasure to be here. Dean, I'm really excited about this conversation because I'm going to tell you I have a drawer full of branded clothing from a previous employer. And I really do understand the value. But when I'm looking at a catalog filled with promotional products, there are literally millions of items. And even if I narrow my choice down to pens, I'm still a little overwhelmed. How do I decide what's the best choice for me, build my brand and create that right impression? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, with so many options available, Lorraine, it it can be frustrating and a little bit overwhelming to choose the right product and make the right decision. At the end of the day, these dollars that we invest, we want them to work and, and be right. So, we have, over the, over the years, developed a formula. It's a three-step process that we use that eliminates the guessing game and helps our customers identify a product that will be useful, as well as service-intended purpose. It's really common sense at, at the end of the day, but uh, if, if you hadn't been through this process, uh, it can be a bit overwhelming. Okay, so you said it's a three-step process. What's step number one? Well, step number one, before I get into this, the great thing about this, this process is it can be applied to any industry, or any project, regardless of scale or scope. That's the beauty of it. So step one, it requires the, the most thought, and that is we need, we need to understand who our audience is and, and how to make an emotional connection. Sometimes it takes a few questions to get to the answer of that. But what we're trying to understand is who these people are, what their interests are, and what is the common problem that we can potentially solve for them. And that summarizes step one. Okay, so really figuring out if I'm buying products who I'm trying to impress, who, or is it more about me as the company, what my objectives are? No, it's about your audience. Got it. So Ron, Ron Peg's audience, right? Okay. So we know who my audience is. Now what? So step two is, you know, when it comes to using the products and services that a particular company may offer, we need to understand where these people are when they're using that product or service. And it's in one of three places. It's either in their home their office, or in their car. And by understanding where they are and understanding their environment, that helps us narrow down the options that might make sense. You know, I can totally see that even on something like a cup, because the kind of cup that I'm going to use, if it's a travel mug versus something that, if I'm looking for something for my office, I can totally see why really understanding where 
the user is going to be makes makes a really big difference. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's critical, and we'll get into this in, in the step three a little bit. But yeah, wh- where they are and, and how we're communicating with these with our audiences is, is an important piece. Awesome. Okay, step number three, because you promised me there'd be a third step. <laughs> there is. So step three is is when need arises, how can we effectively share a marketing message that will help solve their problem? Now. We never know when a need's going to arise. And depending on the industry, the sales cycle, it's all different. But whether that need arises in two weeks, two months, or two years, we want to stay top of mind with our audience without being obnoxious. So understanding these three steps and getting to this point, Lorraine, we're able to identify, narrow down the options from millions into single digits in terms of what might work. That sounds really great. Can you give me an example, perhaps, of how maybe of a, a real client who you worked through those steps with and what they ultimately decided to buy? Yeah, happy to. I'll give you an example of a company that is a home appliance repair outfit. And they had uh, reached out to us, wanted to purchase a couple thousand envelope openers. So we shared the price. The customer agreed to move forward, and out of curiosity, we asked, "What what were they buying these for? Why did they Why did they need a couple thousand of these?" And he went on to explain that their inbound call volume over the years had been on a steady decline, and you know they relied on that to to grow their business and and keep their business moving forward. So, in an effort to reverse that trend, they were launching a, a direct mail campaign and wanted to include an, a giveaway item so that when the recipient received it, their name. Their information would be readily available if and when they had a need. It was really just an awareness campaign is what it was. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was great. We understood exactly what they were trying to accomplish, what they were trying to do. You know, we were confident we would do a great job for him and, and asked if he had considered any other options besides an envelope opener that might be more effective or equally effective in terms of accomplishing his goals of creating awareness of what they do and how they can help their potential customers. And he, his response was interesting. It was very similar to what you said. You've, uh, you've experienced in the past, you, you look through a catalog, there's millions of products and there's millions of products in, within a particular category. How do you decide which one's best? And they had done the same thing and they just landed on the envelope opener. Everybody has an envelope opener. So that's what they decided to go with. And then he also mentioned that he's open to suggestions. And if we had suggestions that you know, we can look at them, we went through the process together, he and I. As we went through it, it was pretty interesting what we learned about his business and his audience and how that helped him decide on a product that made sense. So in step one, and this is where we're trying to understand our audience and make an emotional connection, we learned that his audience were homeowners. You know, they liked having clean clothes. And here was the key. When an appliance failed or needed repair, they wanted it resolved immediately. They, they didn't want to wait two days, three days, five days. They wanted same-day service of somebody who they, they could rely on trust to come out and take care of the problem. So that was an important piece. In step two, we learned, and this is fairly obvious, but all of his, his audience was, uh, you know, they used their appliances in their home and any service that his company may provide would be at their home. And then in step three, what we learned was, you know, appliances, you know, they're, they're pretty well made. They don't, they don't tend to fail too often. We wanted his company to be the first one people thought of when a, when a problem did occur. Whether, again, that was in two days, two weeks, two months, two years, we didn't know. Oh, yeah. So with this in mind, whatever item we landed on, the location where we placed that item would be critical to the success of his campaign. And by that, I mean, we know we're going to provide an item that will be used in the house. 
if, and if we can really narrow it down into what room in the house makes the most sense to have that item, obviously it was, it was the laundry room that we wanted to have an item available. Even as you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, well, when I first heard letter opener, I thought that sounded a little outdated because we don't get as much mail. But as you're going through this process and going, well, the laundry room, we want something that people will see in the laundry room. That's not a letter opener. So I'm really excited to find out what it was you ultimately recommended for him. Yeah, just like this conversation you and I are having. We didn't have catalogs in front of us. We weren't looking through an online catalog. We were just having a conversation about what item might make sense. So at about this time, the light bulb went off in his head as well. And so I asked a couple more follow-up questions. You know, what what is the likelihood, if we give this item away, the letter envelope, what's, what's the likely, where is this likely to be in their home? And his response was typical of anybody else, you know, probably in a junk drawer somewhere. And the follow-up question to that was, if and when a, a situation occurs with their appliance and they get repaired, what's the likelihood that they will rifle through a, a junk drawer hoping to find some information of a company that could provide service to, to help them with their problem? And that's when he looked at me and said, you know what? What do you think about a magnet? What if we created a magnet, put our logo on there, our name, our contact information? doesn't have to be big. doesn't have to be obnoxious. doesn't have to be loud. Just there. In the event something happens, our number's there, and if, if they uh, want to call us and learn about how we can help them, then we're there. That is a great idea because that's totally what he was looking for, and it's, it, it makes perfect sense as you, as you walk through it. It worked out great. What we learned in the three steps were you know, the, the important one in step one was the urgency. There aren't too many people who like to have uh, their appliances not functioning for more than six hours, eight hours, ten hours. So what we did, we created this magnet, two by three, like I said. It's company, logo, contact information, and in big, bold, beautiful letters, we wrote, same-day service, open 24-7, 365, including holidays. And it turned out to be a great success. Yeah. Yeah, the magnet was less expensive than the envelope opener. It was much easier to mail in a direct mail campaign. And I mean, eventually, accomplished his goal. Their inbound volume uh, increased got back to normal levels, and they were able to continue this uh, this program for many, many, many years. That is such a great example of those three steps in action. And even as you were talking us through it, I could totally see how the pieces fall together. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I've really enjoyed the conversation, and I'm going to encourage our listeners, if you're looking for branded items for your business, anything from pens or t-shirts or jump sticks or notepads and really anything in between. Before you rifle through a catalog, hop over to Fuel Merchandise and rifle through their website. Reach out to talk to Dean and have him walk you through that three-step process. I think you'll be really excited with the results. Dean, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Lorraine. I had a great time. If you enjoyed today's conversation, if you would like to learn more about other marketing topics, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.